It's Rush to Reason with your host, John Rush. Presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. KLZ 560, welcome back, by the way. And as I said a few minutes ago, I had your last name uh, wrong, Michael Franzese. Make sure I say that correctly. Mike, how are you today? I'm good, John. How are you? I'm doing great. Appreciate you joining us. And I've been kind of promoting you the last few days a a prior crime boss of the Colombo crime family into the late 80s, uh, 86. uh, Fortune magazine listed you as number 18 on the list of 50 most wealthy and powerful mafia bosses, but you were released from prison in 94, turned your life around. You're an actor, successful YouTuber. You have a million-plus subscribers, and you're a motivational speaker. And I have a, I don't know why, Michael, but I have a love for a crime, you know, crime boss, you know, mafia-type movies. So when I saw your name come up, you know, who better to have on than you? Well, I appreciate that, John. And I tell you, you're not alone. The, uh, the genre seems to fascinate people not only here in the United States, but all over the world. And uh, I can't explain it, but uh, it definitely exists. I, I think partially because even though, and as you know, I mean, nobody could, nobody knows this any better than you, what's going on in those families is, you know, there's crime. It's not good. I mean, you're, there's criminal behavior and so on. On the same token, it is, I think, to a lot of people, they look at that, it's very family-oriented. You're passing things from one generation to the next, and I think the allure of that alone is why some people get interested in it. Yeah, and there's no question about that, John. I mean, it was a a family structure for sure uh, in both the real family sense and then family of the organization. So uh, that was stressed throughout. And I think, you know, another reason, obviously, is that Hollywood has, Uh, in many ways, you know, romanticize that life, certainly starting with The Godfather. Um, You know, I can tell you this, John, when I was on the street after The Godfather came out, guys on the street were carrying themselves differently. Mm. It did so much for the, uh, you know, for the uh, profile of that life. It was uh, amazing, and it seems to have stuck. I mean, it's it's that way till today. Interesting. Okay, so... Dumb question on my part, or I guess maybe there isn't any dumb questions. Why turn your life around after getting out and not just go right back into it? You know, I knew the life was in trouble. Um, you know, in 19, early 80s, when the racketeering laws came into play and they were being used so effectively against all the families, targeting, you know, most of us at the top, uh, a lot of guys becoming informants, the amount of time they were giving was just crazy i mean you know for a crime that you might have gotten five or ten years for now you get 25 30 years Mm. with no parole Mm. so i mean it's uh it really had an impact in a negative way on that life and maybe maybe a positive way depends on how you yeah good point good point good point i saw that happening and then i met a young girl at the same time who is uh, now my wife of 38 years and you know the life is very destructive to families john Mm. Uh, no doubt about it and I didn't want to put her through it. So I said, I have an opportunity to make a break. And, you know, I took it. And it was a struggle, don't get me wrong. A lot right. of challenges. But right. fortunately, I've been able to do it. Uh, how, how much did the family, the old family, want you back? Well, they did because, you know, I was fortunate. I was a, a big money earner for, the, for that life. Uh, one of the biggest that they had in recent times. And so when I walked away, people were pretty upset, especially my boss. Hmm. He didn't like it. And, you know, normally when you walk away, there's something else that you're planning on doing, like, you know, testifying, hurting people. But I wasn't I wasn't looking to do that. I just wanted out. So it was a rough time. You know, I had a contract on my life, people Hmm. very upset with me. But like I said, through a series of uh, some real challenges, we've, we've been able to make it. Awesome. Good. Well, number one, good for you, because, again, it is a crime family i think sometimes yes hollywood has sort of mystified and given an allure to the family itself and to what's going on bottom line there's things going on there that are illegal and destructive to a lot of other individuals lives outside the family right that's correct yeah it is Uh, you know um like i said you know there's a lot of good people i knew in that life you know uh but there was also the other side of it and a lot of people that just didn't do the right thing and Mm. I saw a lot in my, you know, almost 20 years on the street. But, uh, you know, all in all, I, I would consider it, uh, I, I certainly discourage young people. I speak to a lot of gangbangers. I go into a lot of prisons and juvenile halls, and I, I really discourage them for any type of street life mm. uh, because it's destructive in the end. 
It really is. And and again, pr- appreciate you being on. And and for those of you listening, uh, Michael, Mike, Mike, Michael, but Mike Frenzies is with us, and and appreciate you you joining us. And before we get into that subject and talking about what you do in regards to sort of, you know, you've got a new anti-woke children's book out and so on we'll get into as well. One question, though, before we move on to that, is there anything about that past life you miss? Well, yeah, you know, look, when I first got into the life, uh, you know, I considered it a brotherhood. I mean, I had a very idealistic view of the life. My dad was part of it. You know, when I first got in, they said, Mike, anywhere you go in the world, uh, somebody's going to have your back. Don't ever worry about your wife, your mother, your sister, your daughter. Nobody's ever going to hurt them. We have, you know, we have a covering over them. And that's very powerful. There's nothing more powerful than this brotherhood and this bond among men. And then, listen, you know, I I had a pretty good run. I mean, I became a major target of law enforcement. I was indicted seven times. I had two federal racketeering cases. uh, And I had probably 18 arrests because my dad was very high profile. That certainly came on to me. And then... When I had success, law enforcement was really after me. So, you know, I had that to deal with, but I also, you know, I made a lot of money. I had a lot going on at that time. I made a a lot of good relationships. So, you know, it's not bad to to go into any, uh, you know, nightclub in town or restaurant and get a ringside table. People cater to you. Uh, You know, that's nice. And... uh, uh, but again, it's it's more that brotherhood, you know, mm. the, the camaraderie I had with the guys that mm. was really very special. Mm. Okay. Again, appreciate your honesty. Talk about this next generation. They are, and we talk about this here on a daily basis, Mike, they're being fed these harmful ideas, ideals even, on, you know, things that they should be doing or not doing. And you're right. They're very, very woke. You've got an anti-woke children's book that you've just released. We'll talk about that in a moment. But how do we get this message out to the next generation that they are being fed all these harmful things? Well, you know, those who are, those of us who have a platform can't remain silent. We have to speak out. Amen. Uh, we have to let young men know that, you know, it's not demeaning to women to be a man. Amen. You know, I think men, men today are thinking that, or, or women are, or society is putting it in their heads that if you act like a man, if you're protective, take care of your families, you're responsible, you go to work, uh, you're protective of people. If you act like that, it's actually demeaning to women. And it's not. It's actually a benefit to women. And guys have to understand that. They have to understand that at a young age. You know, it's uh, mm. it's terrible what I see with with a lot of our young people today, and they're and and they're they're becoming lazy. I have yep. to be honest with yep. you. I see it. You know, everywhere they they don't want to work anymore, uh, and we just have to get up there and let them understand that that's wrong, and we got to put them, you know, morally and every other way yep. on the right track. And I'm sure you see it the same way I do. You know, I don't know how old you are, but I've been around plenty of years to watch all of this. I've been self-employed since I was. 22, uh, not in the same type of family that, that you're in, but, you know, you know, was raised in a, a self-employed family, have had a self-employed family myself now, you know, again, ever since I was 22 years of age, Michael, since 86, and I know that end of things very, very well. On the same token, I don't look at this as being a single generation thing that you're talking about. I see it being multi-generational. Yeah, there's no question, John. And and I'm with you. Listen, I worked for everything that I got in my life, and I'm happy. I wouldn't have it yep, any other agree. way. And, and, and young men, and even young women, they need to understand it the same way, you know. And, and roles are switching. It's becoming, you're demonized if you act like a man today. True. Very and, true. You know, there's, there's, there's people out there that, you know, maybe they, they, they get a little bit abrasive, guys like Andrew Tate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you look at Andrew, and I know Andrew well, if you look at Andrew, so many young men are um, in line with his messaging, and because they want to be treated like men, they want to. They just don't know the way anymore. And we, again, yep. those of us that have a voice and a platform, yep. we have to teach them the right way. Amen. I agree with that wholeheartedly. All right, talk to us about your new book. It's an anti woke children's book. Talk about it. I don't even have the title in front of me, so you have to fill us in on everything, Mike. Yeah, it's The Treasure of Cabal Island, and it's a series of books about this island, Cabal Island. And I was approached by Brave Books. You know, I am a person of faith, a Christian. Okay. Yeah, we are too, so thank you for that, Mike. I appreciate that very much. 
Oh, excellent. Yeah, and that's that's what it's all about. It's about our relationship with the Lord. Amen. And so when they asked me, they said, Mike, what title would you like to, uh, you know, what topic, rather, would you like to bring to our young people? They gave me a few, and we talked about the topic of greed. And, um, you know, that's what this is about, you know, teaching young people that it's, it's better to give than it is to receive, mm-hmm. and uh, just telling them, you know, how greed was a downfall to many, even myself, in my former life, and how... Uh, you know, that's not something you should live by, how we should, uh, you know, just be outgoing and giving people. And uh, the book is great. You know, it's uh, it's animated properly. Young kids really are enjoying it. Um, you know, I tested it on my granddaughter. She's 11 years old. She really took to it. There's a game involved with it also. And the whole series that Brave is putting out for our young people. And, you know, you know it's any other way but demonic mm-hmm. with some of the You're material right. that I'm seeing. Yep. Yeah, they're giving five, six, seven-year-old kids in grammar school. I just cannot fathom how any adult, any adult anywhere, okay, can think that this is appropriate material for young people. Uh, it's I, not. I don't understand it. No, yeah, you know what, Mike? Again, we we talk about these things on almost, not quite, but almost a daily basis. I mean, sometimes I'll get off on some other tangents and things, but you know, for the most part, yeah, these are things that we cover on a routine basis. And, and I literally, there's days I'm preparing for the show, getting ready to come on air, and, and I'm looking at our topics and the different things, the different folks we're going to interview, and so on. And like you, I just shake my head at. The fact that we've actually got individuals, adults that are out there that feel it's okay to give these things and, and put these kids down these paths. And, and uh, other than what you're saying, it's, it's the only explanation is it's utter demonic. There's no other reason for it. My son and I were talking about this a little bit earlier today, Michael. It is good versus evil, period, and you've got to be on the side of good. No doubt. It, it's actually shocking, John. And, you know, when you, you shake your head and you say, are adults really, really feeding this to our young kids? Yes. What are they trying to accomplish? And that's why you have to say it's demonic. There's no yes. other answer nope. to this, no nope. other reason. There isn't. There is not. And, and I'm, I'm sorry to say that. I wish, I wish there were another answer, Michael, but there's not. There are individuals out there that don't see kids, number one, as human beings and, and children of, of God and Christ like you and I do, number one. They don't see that same thing. They look at them as as tools, as useful idiots even is a way. I hate to say it that way, but literally that's how I think a lot of those folks look at these individuals. I mean, there, there's a great little skit going around on, on the Internet today, on social media, and people are taking kids that are four or five years of age. And in one particular video, I think you'll appreciate this, Michael, especially knowing what you came out of, they're taking a stack of $10,000 and they're putting it on one side of the table, they're then taking a stack of Oreo cookies and putting it on the other side. And they ask a child, four, five, six years of age, which would you rather have, the $10,000 cash that I'll give you right now or the stack of Oreos? And, of course, every kid of that age, even probably up to seven or eight years of age, are going to take the Oreos, Michael, because in their mind, that's what they want at that moment because that's more enticing than they don't understand the value of the $10,000 and how many Oreos they could buy with it because they've never been trained that way. And, and the whole reality of this is to get people to understand, wait a minute, we're going to ask the same kid whether they should be a boy or a girl, and yet that's the decisions they're making? Absolutely. And, you know, John, I have to mention this, and hopefully, you know, you give me a – I appreciate you giving me this platform. You know, gender-affirming care, which is a, a code for gender-affirming mutilation. That's right. That's right. Uh, which is just is, – it's beyond me, and I've seen so many cases with – young people, minors that have been led into that, that regret it now and will suffer yep. for the rest of their lives. Yep. And that's, that's not a joke. The rest of their lives. That's right. There's no coming that's back right. to that in the right way. That's right. And when we have somebody, John, listen, sitting in the Oval Office that makes this statement, and this is a quote, that banning gender-affirming surgery for minors is both outrageous and immoral. Mm. When that statement was made, I, I just... My mouth just drew open. I said, how could a man, yep. a father, a grandfather, a person that took an oath to take care of and, and protect people in this country, how could you make a statement like that knowing what this surgery is all about? 
And he, that guy lost me forever just on that. Forget everything else that's going yeah, on. Yeah, good point, just Mike. On that alone. No, good point. You are spot on. And no, you, as you can tell, you're in great company. I talk about those subjects among many others on a routine basis. And to your point, I want to make sure I reiterate this to everybody listening. You are damaging them for the rest of their lives. In fact, Michael, we also know that studies show that those individuals typically suicide is among the highest of all individuals because it does something to you mentally that cannot be overcome. Absolutely. Absolutely true. Sadly, absolutely true. And just horrifying. And, you know, for anybody, any adult, whether you have children or you don't have children, Okay, to lead any young person in that direction, it's, yep. again, demonic. It is. There's no it other is. answer for it. Michael, i got to let you go. I appreciate you. I know you spent more time with me than we planned. I'm very, very thankful for that. As you can tell, you're welcome anytime. Anything that you, you know comes up that you want to come on and talk about, you are more than welcome to join us. I've enjoyed this greatly. How do people find you? What's the best place for them to do that? Well, really, all over social media. I have, like you mentioned, a big YouTube platform. I'm on Instagram and and. Twitter, now it's X. Uh, I'm all over the place, easy to find. Just Google me, and uh, I appreciate it. And, yeah, I'll take you up on that, John, since we have uh, uh, we certainly have similar feelings of everything. I- I'd love to speak more about it. Well, I'll have you back. I-, I appreciate your willing- willingness to do that, Mike. We'll definitely have you back. And for all of you listening, spell his last name, F-R-A-N-Z-E-S-E. I'll have links up on the website a little bit later tonight. Producer Ann will do that. Mike, again, it's been a joy having you. I've been looking forward to this, and thank you very very much for being with us. My pleasure, John. God bless, and, and we'll see you next time. God bless you, too, as well, Michael. I appreciate it very much. And again, Michael Franzese, and it's F-R-A-N-Z-E-S-E. Very gracious, by the way, to spend extra time with us today. And there's a guy, by the way, that understands way more about what we're talking about than even I do, given the way he's had to live life. And you heard what he talked about being 20 years in the crime family, as he mentioned a moment ago. Again, he was number 18 on the 50 most wealthy and powerful mafia bosses. And to listen to his testimony was a joy, by the way. I appreciate him very much. High Five Plumbing is next. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. High Five Plumbing will come to you first when you need them the most. You wake up to water spraying everywhere in the middle of the night and you don't know what to do. Thankfully, you realize you're a High Five Plumbing Club member. High Five Club membership costs $1.99 per year, just $16 per month, and includes preventive maintenance like an annual drain camera inspection and a water heater flush, a $600 value together, no service fees, and much more. It pays for itself with one visit. You'll also get priority scheduling, so they'll come to you first when you need them the most. High Five knows that yearly maintenance could prevent many of the unexpected calls they go on, and that's why they created the membership, to help customers with these necessary routine tasks that can cost a fortune without it. And with wintertime fast approaching, now is the perfect time to start your membership and prevent those winter problems like bursting pipes and clogged drains, and to be ready in an emergency. Just call High Five for that today at 1-877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Or go to klzradio.com slash plumbing to learn more about the High Five Club. Extreme Auto Repair. And folks, again, make sure that your vehicle's ready to go as we head into fall and winter. Tires are a big deal. They'll sell you tires at cost, by the way. Find them at klzradio.com. Everyone has had a bad experience getting car repairs done. And that's what motivates the team at Extreme Auto Repair. Trust. Extreme wants to build lasting relationships with their clients. So when their ASE master mechanics do inspections, they use a computer program to document the whole process. And if something doesn't seem right, they use a small camera to give you a video of the problem so you can see for yourself. Extreme Auto Repair is also a pillar in the Parker community. Having established their shop in 1999 in the same location that they use now, Sean and the staff at Extreme built their business on word of mouth, which says a lot about the confidence they inspire in their customers. Another trust indicator is that a large part of their business is built on repairing professional vehicles, ambulances, vans, and buses that can cause damage or even death if they break down. If ambulance services trust Extreme Auto Repair to maintain their vehicles, you should too. So go to KLZ 
Radio.com slash extreme to schedule your maintenance, repair, or inspection today. Veteran Windows and Doors, 35% off this month, including free labor. Give Dave a call today. Find him at klzradio.com. When you use Veteran Windows and Doors, you can trust that the installation will always be done correctly. With the rain and drastic changes in temperature daily, you may have noticed your windows or doors letting in cold and hot air. Or worse, water seeps in through your windows or doors, damaging your drywall and your home. This can happen due to improper installation or poor quality products, which occurs far too often with other companies. But Veteran Windows and Doors guarantees that both their installation process and products they use will always meet and exceed code. And with Veterans, you will not have leaks or drastic temperature changes inside your home. You want your windows and doors to do their job by keeping the weather outside, keeping your home comfortable inside. So you need a trustworthy company that will do the job right. That's Veteran Windows and Doors. Reach out to them today by going to klzradio.com slash window. That's klzradio.com slash window. Bruce Simmons is next, reverse mortgage professor. We talked to Bruce on Friday, by the way. If you've got a question on reverse mortgages, he's your guy, klzradio.com. A reverse mortgage is not the impossibility you once thought. If you're properly prepared, KLZ's reverse mortgage expert, Bruce Simmons, can uniquely provide the expertise and advice that you need to eliminate your mortgage payment and do what you've always doubted could be done, give you more cash flow. Of course, you still need to pay your own property taxes and insurance, but eliminating your principal and interest payment will allow you to live a more financially comfortable lifestyle in your retirement. By calling Bruce to help you get this going now, you can move forward before additional rate increases take effect, and he can always help you go back and get more money when interest rates start to ease. Don't assume. Call the expert we trust for real and honest advice about your reverse mortgage. Call Bruce Simmons today at 303-467-7821. That's 303-467-7821. Or schedule online now at klzradio.com slash reverse. NMLS 409914. American Liberty Mortgage is an equal housing lender. Putting reason into your afternoon drive. This is John Rush. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Thank you all for joining us today. I do appreciate it very much. And, again, great interview we had, and I've got links up. Producer Ann will put those up a little, little, little later tonight where you can actually watch some of Michael's uh, YouTube channels and other things. All right, I've got a few minutes here before my son Richard joins us, and I told you I'd talk briefly about this, and I don't think I'm going to have a chance to come back to this one later, maybe in the last hour, but there is now a, a uh, how should I say this, a new dress code being proposed in the Senate. Now, when I first read this, it says looser Senate dress code has Republicans howling. I first read that and said, is this looser or loser? Because you got to wonder. This is really designed to allow Fetterman to come into the Senate floor and vote. The way I read it, Charlie, unless I'm missing something, it's really designed to let Fetterman, who I guess has a problem putting on regular clothes. I, I, I mean, he's always wearing hoodies and gym shorts. Yeah, I mean, that's all you ever see the guy in. It's like, okay, wait a minute, time out. I get you want to be comfortable, fine, whatever. You know, in your own personal world, wear what you want. I could care less. Kind of like Lauren Boebert, you know, whatever. But when it comes to things business-related, on the Senate floor, I think we need to have a higher standard. And I don't think gym shorts and a hoodie is it. I really do think there are times we can dress up. Now, you guys have heard me talk, and I'm a big one on... I think people should dress up to fly. Now, I know I'm an oddball. People wear their jammies on flights, which I just don't understand. I guess I was raised where when you flew somewhere, you dressed up. I don't mean to say you need to have a suit and a tie or, you know, whatever on. But can you wear a collared shirt and even a nice pair of Levi's even? I I don't, you know, you don't got to wear dress pants, but can you dress up a little? Nothing irks me more. I'm just going to say it. I'm. If you're one of these people, sorry, get over it. Nothing irks me more than to go a, go to a four or five star restaurant. You've planned a night out, you made reservations, you know, you got everything all dialed in. You dress up, you and your bride or your better half or whatever. Maybe it's a date night for you, whatever. You show up, and there's some guy there 
in sweatpants, a t-shirt, and a hat. And I'm like, this is like a five-star, you know, a steak's 45, 50 bucks, and that's the best you could do? Yeah, I'm that guy. Yes, I'm complaining. I wish restaurants enforced dress code like they used to. I can remember a time, Charlie probably can as well, where there were certain restaurants that required a tie, and if you didn't have one, they had a loaner they'd give you to put on to go eat. Charlie, am I right in saying that? Yes, I am. I wish we'd go back to that. Now, I know we don't because every restaurant wants every patron in town they can get, and even if you're wearing your jammies, I guess. I, I don't get that. At one time, I thought eating out, and especially in a restaurant like that, meant something. It still does to me. But I'm a weirdo. I know. I get it. Now, I'm, I'm a guy. I'll be the first to admit, rarely do I put on slacks. I'll wear a nice pair of you know, jeans or even you know, different darker colored ones or whatever, but you know, I do my best to always look nice. Nice shoes. Nice shirt, etc. I'll wear a suit occasionally and a sport jacket occasionally. And I have no problem with that, especially in the wintertime when it's not so warm out. Yeah, I'll wear a sport jacket quite often. I have no problem with that. Now, do I think that needs to be the code everywhere? I think there's even certain jobs where, you know, it's okay to dress down a little bit. But the problem we've had, in my opinion, in this country... We've become slobs. I'm just saying it straight up. We've become slobs. No matter where you go, look around and tell me I'm wrong. You can hardly go anywhere, even out to a nice restaurant, and not look around and find nothing but slobs there. And frankly, it drives me crazy. Dress up, people. Be better. Maybe that's the motto we should have. Be better. Now, does that mean you need a three-piece suit and a vest on and look like one of the guys from the Kingsman? No, I'm not saying that. Although those guys look pretty darn good all the time. Nothing better than, I think, a you know, sharply dressed man in a nice suit, tie, etc. Pretty hard to beat that. They look pretty darn good. Does everybody have to do that? No. I mean, there's a lot of pastors now that, you know, pastor churches where, you know, they wear a dress shirt and a pair of Levi's and call it good. And I get that. Okay. More power to you. I, that's not me. I still think you can look, you can still wear a pair of jeans but dress those jeans up and look really nice and dress for the occasion. I think we become a country of slobs. John and Cheyenne, what do you think? Uh, agree 100%. I just flew back. And the way people from California and the way people were dressed. And it, yes, it was a red eye. But, you know, and I, I understand people want to dress comfortably. Wear a pair of comfortable khakis and a shirt with a collar. I mean, John, I'm I'm wearing a pair of, you know, I wear dress shoes to the station here. I wear a nice pair of jeans. I've always got a collared long sleeve shirt on. And I will just tell you straight up, I'm as I'm as comfortable in this as I am a pair of gym shorts and a T-shirt. So, frankly, it's a matter of what are you buying? And if you buy it the correct size, anything you can wear can be comfortable. Oh, yeah, exactly. But um, and I remember when Tammy and I got first got married, um, we had to wear a coat and a tie, and she had to wear dress women's clothes to fly first class mm. when we, as a standby customer. Mm. And that was in the nine. That was in the nineties, mm-hmm. and they kind of relaxed that now um, to the point where you can pretty much wear anything. I yeah, John, they, I haven't been to a five star restaurant in ages where you didn't go in. And granted, I'm dressed up, and you're wearing what you're supposed to, and so on. And mm-hmm. it, it never fails. You'll find somebody there in, you know, some sort of sweatpants yeah. and a t shirt. Oh yeah, and I mean, if you got a pair of nice boots that have a shine on them, and some nice jeans, and then, and you know, a nice collared shirt. Hey, there's a lot of cowboys iron. running around that still look pretty darn good. So I'm, I'm not saying anything against those guys, no, John. Those are no, not the ones no, I'm talking no. about. No, you're talking about the California transplant. That no matter what the temperature is, he's got his flip flops, his shorts, and maybe a hoodie. And he thinks that's appropriate. Yeah, they look like Federer. Exactly. But and, I don't want to see us as a country on the Senate floor lowering our standards for us. I'm sorry, I'm just going to call it like it is for a scumbag like Fetterman. Sorry, that's how I see the guy. Yeah. And I, I mean, I was less. You wear a coat and a tie when it's appropriate. Yes, you, know? you do. And, and it's not as appropriate. I remember when I was a kid, my father taking me to the ball game, and this is the early 70s. And he had a coat and a tie on. And so did all the guys going with him. 
John, here's a question for you. How many young guys, and I mean, I'm talking young guys under the age of, let's say, 40. How many under the age of 40 can even tie a tie? Well, there was uh, probably about a third, I would say, um, because when I was in the service, you don't know how many times, and this was in the 80s, early 90s, how many times I had to teach guys how to tie a tie. Mm -hmm. And I don't. You know, I, I went to Catholic school, so I don't even need a mirror to tie it. I don't yeah, either. Right. My grandfather, I was probably, because going to a you know private school like you, we had to wear a tie yeah. from the time I was about, I don't know, fourth grade and above. Five. I pretty much wore a tie on a regular basis. I could tie my own tie. My grandfather taught me when I was about, yeah. I don't know, eight, nine years of age, and I've tied one ever since, and I can tie every knot there is. Yep, and we had clip-ons until the – and then in the fifth grade, you got a regular tie. Yep. So that's when fifth grade, where was I, 10? My father taught me how to tie a tie. Yep, and I've never but forgot. My father never – well, he was a detective, so – and they had a uniform. You know what the uniform for a detective was back no. in the day? Oh, I can, only, uh, I can only guess, but go ahead. Dark suit, white shirt, dark tie, top coat, hat. Okay. All right, and then and when he retired and went to work for a private company in their security, he never went to work without a coat and a tie on. Mm-hmm. They had casual Friday at that company. He never, until the day he retired, he never went to work without a coat and a tie on because he said, "Go out when you walk out of the house, don't let people think you're shabby." Mm-hmm. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. He said it that way. So, don't so John, wh- where and how did we get away from that, and why? Um, we. Al- because we allowed it to happen. I mean, uh, my wife was raised Southern Baptist, and so you you get dressed up for church. Right. That's now, how I was raised. Even, yeah, I was raised that even, way. And that's, that's the thing of the past. We let it go. So first it was casual in church, then it became business casual on Friday, then it became business casual every day. And jeans on Friday. I mean, I I don't have a dress code at my office anymore, and I I sit in front of a computer all day, but I still wear a collared shirt and clean jeans. And again, and and by the way, John, I'm not even saying that because I've seen some guys dressed up pretty Mm -hmm. sharp where they can have even jeans, Mm -hmm. nice shoes, even a really nice T-shirt underneath a jacket and still look pretty sharp. Again, there's ways to put things together where you don't look like a slob at the end of the day. Why, though, have we not figured out how to teach that? Um, it's done again. It's parents, isn't it? I mean, if you think about it, you see these kids and I see it on different social media platforms. I didn't get the job interview. Well, did you dress one step above the job you were going for? So if you were going to work in a sanitation garage, did you wear khakis and a collared shirt, even though you're going to wear a blue jeans and a t-shirt for mm-hmm. work? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. one, I was always taught whatever the job you're interviewing for, we're one step above. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I ha- I can't remember. Last time I went on a job interview, I wore a coat and a tie, even though it wasn't required. And when I went into the interview, it was at my company. It was just for a different position. He said, John, why are you wearing a coat and a tie? I said, because it's a job interview, and you wear a coat and a tie to a job interview. <laughs> right. And they're like, <laughs> right. I mean, that's just the way you and I were raised. Uh, but, that's and correct. there it is. It's the way that we're raising. It's funny, real quick. I know you got to get to. Richard. No, you're fine. Go ahead. You're fine. Um, Take your time. We're good. We got a minute or two. When my wife and I first got married, she said to me, and I quote, "I wear that ugly uniform to work when I go to work. When we go out, I like to dress up." There you go. <laughs> and so we always. And, and really quick, up. I don't yeah. think this is. I'm going to be probably a little sexist here. This is more of a man thing than it is a woman thing. Most women enjoy dressing up and going places and looking uh-huh. good and so on. And here's, I, I know there's just some exceptions to that, as there always is. But th- this is really me talking to the men more than I am the women. Okay, and here's the thing. You know why the men are dressing that way? Because their wives allow it. Oh, ooh, that hurts. Think about it. That hurts. If, if a wife stepped up and said, you're going to dress like that to take me out to a nice restaurant to dinner. How many men would sit, look, turn around and say, okay, let me change. Yeah. Yeah. Great point. <laughs> Great. Point. You know, so think about that, yeah. you know, a you're little right. bit, if you see, cause a lot of times you'll see a guy in shorts and a polo shirt and the woman's got a nice dress and heels on. Yeah. 
Yeah. How many times have you seen that? Can't argue that. Well, no, John, I see it all the time. I mean, my wife and I notice that. it on a continual basis, and it's like, you know, so do we. where has the pride in yourself gone to? Now, well, again, I'm not saying that every single thing you go to, you know, if you go to a ball game or something like that and you want to dress up or dress down, I mean, I'm still a polo guy going to a ball game even. I mean, that's just me because, again, I guess, John, the way – I was raised. I just don't ever leave the house with just a plain T-shirt. I mean, I might go to Home Depot in one, and that's about the extent of me going out of the house with a T-shirt on. I'm just not that guy. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I understand that. And I, I'll go out without a T-shirt on from going to the mountains, hiking, stuff like that's that. That's different. Or maybe just, maybe just running into town. I'm doing chores. That's different. You know, you, and again, you're not, yeah. you're not really going anywhere. I mean, and, and I will do right. the same. I'm going to the hardware store or something like that, and I've been working around the house right. in a T-shirt and a pair of shorts and flip-flops or whatever. Will I run in like that? Absolutely. Am I going to dinner like that? Never. No, no. I, and let, even I, you see it in Hawaii. There's the people who dress to go to dinner. Correct. And the people who haven't throw a T-shirt on over their bathing suit and go in that same restaurant. And I'm not that guy. I'm sorry. I just, I can't, I no, guess just because the way I was raised, I can't do this. Uh, somebody hey, John, somebody texted really quick. One last thing before you leave. Somebody said that this dumbed yeah. down dress started 25 to 30 years ago when there was a dress down on Fridays and all professionalism yeah, was gone. Friday. Yep. Casual Friday. Casual Friday. Became, yep. That's what killed it. That's what, became, that's their opinion. I don't think they're wrong, by the became, way. No, they're right. Because casual Friday became dress code is business casual. Monday to Friday. Yep. And then it became, like, I know it's the company I work for. If you're meeting outside, like with a vendor or client, they expect you to at least be in business casual, no jeans, you know, stuff like that. Yep. And that's appropriate. Yep. That is and it. You know who still dress up, though? Who? People who do sales. You're right. You're correct. Yes, you are correct, which goes along they're... with what we're talking about. You are correct. Making a presentation. Yep, you're right. I'll leave you with that. John, appreciate it. Lots of text messages. I'll get to some of these. My daughter-in-law texted in and said, I think I've seen you in a T-shirt maybe 10 times in a decade. Uh, and that's only if you're by the pool or someplace like that. And, yeah, my daughter-in-law knows me pretty well. It's just me, and it's not. I'm not trying to knock anybody else, but I just wonder. Again, this topic came up because of what Charlie sent me on what's going on in the Senate. The Senate. The Senate. Okay, this this isn't what you're wearing on the airplane or anything else. This is the Senate floor, and we've had guards there making sure that what people wear in there, you know, has always been top notch. We're going to relax those now because of Fetterman. That's the point of this conversation. Golden Eagle Financial is next. Al Smith wants to help you with all of your future finances, and he'll give you free dinner and a free analysis. Find him at klzradio.com. Whether you want to give to others travel the world, or just retain your lifestyle. Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial can help you make it a reality. Al will carefully look over your assets with your wants and needs in mind to plan for volatility, performance, and expenses. He has the experience of knowing when volatility will be outside of your risk tolerance. He also takes into consideration your own wants and needs and realistically helps you to organize your expenses. And most importantly, his 30 years in the field helps him to anticipate market changes and respond in the most responsible, proactive way. Al will document your financial plan like a roadmap so you can understand it as well as refer to it when you need to. Whether you're approaching retirement or already there, contact Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial today at klzradio.com money. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Affordable Interest Mortgage. We'll talk to Kurt here in about 15 minutes, by the way. Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Many of you are seeing your credit card rate around 18 to 21%. With the feds continuing to raise rates, it's getting harder to stretch that dollar. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. If you currently have a low rate on your mortgage, but the other debts are not giving you any breathing room, consider refinancing and getting a blended rate in the fours. Now is the time. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Get that blended rate in the fours and lower your total monthly payment, six, seven, eight hundred a month. 
We can show you how to lower your monthly debt and keep more of your money, all with a low blended rate. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and serving Coloradans since 2001. Let us show you how to own your home faster and pay less interest. Our experience will save you money. 720-895-0500. Affordable interest mortgage. That's 720-895-0500. Start saving six, seven, eight hundred a month now and breathe again. NMLS 298-191. Regulated by door. Equal credit lender. Premier Home Remodels, from beginning to end, they'll help you through the whole process. We're doing some stuff at my house, and it's been a joy to work with. Wade is, you know, Wade is my guy, so if you need anything, give him a call, 720-619-8773. Premier Home Remodels is the full-service remodeling company for your individual needs. Remodeling your home does not have to involve tearing down your entire house or even half of your home. Premier Home Remodels will work with you on any remodeling idea you have regardless of the size, as they want to build long-term relationships with all their customers. They can help you complete a small remodel now, even if it is only your kitchen cabinets, while assisting you in planning for the future home you want when you want it. Premier Home Remodels will guide you to your end home goal and will incrementally work with you towards your dream home. With Premier Home Remodels over 50 collective years of experience, they can handle any size remodeling project. And they want to earn your trust by offering a free consultation and evaluation so you can decide together what is best for your home. To start the conversation for your home remodel, go to klzradio.com remodel. All right, Cub Creek Heating and Air Conditioning, and they will take care of all of your HVAC needs. Ream Pro Partner endorsed. They won't upsell you. They just want to fix what you have going on. Make sure you're ready for winter. Call them today, 303-656-5467. Doug Hunter and the team at Cub Creek Heating and AC believe that quality is the most important part of their work. If you were to pull the drywall back on a job from Cub Creek Heating and AC, you'll see smooth joints, straight seams, and quality American craftsmanship that they truly take pride in. They know that a furnace is a furnace, so the real uniqueness in what they do is the quality of their work. Cub Creek takes the time and care to look at your entire home instead of just looking at your ductwork and unit, making the result much more dependable and of higher quality. They guarantee their work with a two-year labor warranty on top of the manufacturer's warranty. They know the most expensive option isn't always the right option either. So when they make recommendations for you, it's not a formula or a system. They engineer it specifically for you, which is why they are exclusive Ream Heating and Cooling Pro Partners. Check out the team at Cub Creek today. Go to klzradio.com HVAC to get in touch. Now back to Rush to Reason, presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Richard, how are you? I'm well. How are you guys? Uh, we are doing well. All right, before we get started, because I know I wanted to squeeze this in and we don't have a ton of time given our topical discussions of today, but I wanted to get a car review in. You and I both were able to drive this particular car, and that's the 2023 Corolla, but it's not what you would normally think as a Corolla. This is a Corolla GR Core. Explain to folks what that is. Yeah, so this is a kind of, I guess you know, the hot hatch name, Dad, has kind of become a little bit more popular over the years, right? You know, there's quite a few different few or quite a few cars in that segment these days, and that's basically what Toyota has done here, right? They have created a Corolla hot hatch, which doesn't have like an immense amount of horsepower. It's not like super, super crazy, which it's also not super crazy expensive either. No, I will not. say that. That's a great thing about this car. But ultimately, yeah, that's basically what Toyota's done here. They've made this car really, really fun to drive. They've put a manual in it, right, if, if I'm correct in saying yes, that. Yes, you're right. Um, you and I both got a little bit of time in it, and it was really surprising. No, it really is. And for those of you listening, six-speed transmission, which you don't find a manual very often. In fact, that was one of the things I was shocked at with this car was actually had a manual transmission. It's a three-cylinder turbocharged engine. So some of you are thinking, okay, how can that make any kind of horsepower? But believe it or not, it actually does. The car's got a little bit of a different, too, Richard. Uh, exhaust, I guess would be the best way to say it. It's got a little bit of a rumble to it. And I know for a three-cylinder, again, people are thinking, Guys, it's a three-cylinder. How could this thing have any kind of power at all? But believe it or not, it actually does, and the car works phenomenally well. 
It does. You know, it's got 300 horsepower, I believe. All-wheel drive, too, Dad, which for here in our area is something that's great because you can kind of buy this car, and obviously depending on how much snow we get, right, right. you can drive this car year-round. This is a competitor. So a lot of people listening maybe don't know this, but this is more of a competitor to the the Subaru, the Impreza, you know, their, their hot little Impreza that they've got. This is a com- competition to that only about, I, I think, Richard, if my numbers are correct, it's about 10K less money. Yeah, I mean, you can get this car. The one we drove, Dad, was the Core, which starts out about $37,000. they have got some special editions that push this car over fifty. But you can get the car we drove with the, you know, kind of a lot of the same features and stuff for about for about $40,000, like in, like you say, you know, saves you about ten k. You get the Toyota. That exhaust is a fun car to drive. Honestly, it was just a fun car to drive. It really right? was. Kind of surprising. Yeah. Now, it's not the biggest thing in the world. You're going to lose on space. Or there's other different cars in the segment. But with it being a hatch, you still get a decent amount of room. You do. In the rear, right? You do. No, I, I had the seats down, got quite a bit of stuff loaded in the back. Even with the seats up, you can get a considerable amount in the back. I mean, this is one of these cars where, by the way, if they're... You know, two people, for example, you want to throw some luggage, some golf bags, different things like that, have the back seats, you know, folded down. I mean, is this a full four-person car? On a short trip, yeah, but really this is designed for two people. Lay the back seat down, you know, fill it full of the gear you want and go have fun. Well, you, you said it best, and, and that's the thing. Is this the car you can buy for relatively inexpensively, all things considered, based on the cars today, right, and how much cars are being sold for. You can buy this car without fear of you know, breaking your bank. Gets great fuel economy. That's yes, the it other does. thing. With the manual, but but again, Dad, for a car that's got 300 horsepower, you put that thing in sort of. Uh, you don't even have to put it in sport mode, right? You can control a lot of it being a manual transmission right. car. It was just a fun in car sport to drive. mode. It's a rocket, though. I will say that it, it is a little rocket. I, I will say this, folks. When you called me and kind of told me we had it, I was like, oh, you know, kind of a fun car. And then you got in it and you were incredibly surprised by just. Overall, the car itself, how how well it worked, how well it ran, and, and I'll just be honest: that Toyota is not known for its performance-based vehicles, right? No. Reliability, consistency, things right. like that. This car sort of changes the game a little bit, and that it kind of enters into that world for not a exorbitant price at all. Yep, that's right. So, guys, go check this vehicle out if it's something you're interested in. You want a nice little sporty car, can't afford a full-bore sports car. This thing really fills that gap, if you would, is probably the best way to say it. Go check it out at your local Toyota dealer. Tell them that John and Richard Rush, both from Drive Radio and Rush to Reason, sent you. Richard, I apologize. We had a lot of other things going on. We'll do sports here on a different day. Absolutely. Well, yeah, lots to talk about there and uh, the, the the arm that is CU these days. So, yeah, we can talk okay. about it at another point. All right. Appreciate you very much. Up next, Ridgeline Auto Brokers. And, again, I'll talk to Josh on Thursday to see what prices are doing. I had a text message asking, with everything going on with the UAW, will used car prices stay up? My gut feeling is yes, but find out by going to RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Are you in the market for a reliable car that won't break the bank? Drive Radio sponsor, Ridgeline Auto Brokers specializes in quality used cars that cost between fifteen dollars to $25,000, making them a great option for first-time drivers or anyone looking for a good deal. They pride themselves on providing a transparent and hassle-free car buying experience. That's why at Ridgeline, they never charge a dealer fee. Plus, all vehicles are inspected by Legacy Automotive, a Colorado Select member and sponsor of Drive Radio. For a limited time, they are offering first-time customers the first oil change for only $1. Every car comes with a 30-day warranty, with the option to purchase a service contract. And at Ridgeline Auto Brokers, there are competitive financing options to fit your budget. If you cannot make it to the dealership in person, there are videos of all Ridgeline cars for sale on their website at RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Call today at 303-442-4141 to schedule a test drive or visit RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Ridgeline Auto Brokers, the smartest way to buy a car. Hey, I got a great testimony from Pop's Garage over the weekend of somebody that called and had a garage door problem. They came right out, got everything fixed, got things lubricated up, whatever they needed. It was in and out. There was no upsell. They had a great testimony for Pop's Garage Door. Find them at klzradio.com. 
Do the job right the first time is not just a saying. It's the founding principle of Pops Garage Door. Pops understands the importance of a seamless experience when it comes to repairing your garage door. And that is why they are committed to excellence with a quality of service you can only get from family. As a family-owned business, Pops team of expert technicians will treat you with that same care and respect they give to their family. They will service your garage door right the first time with no pressure to upsell or too good to be true deals. Pops Garage Door doesn't just do customer service. They do family service, providing a free inspection and estimate to ensure your garage door is fixed the first time out. And with over 275 star Google reviews, you can be confident Pops will treat you well. Let Pops Garage Door do the job right the first time for you by going to klzradio.com slash garage. That's klzradio.com slash garage. This is Josh with Business Equipment Service. Here's a message from one of our satisfied customers. Greg with Open Range Services said, With all the things I have to worry about in a day, it's nice not to have to worry about this complex beast of a machine outside my office. BES has done a great job of maintaining it for us, and we use the heck out of it. I have had some not-so-fun experiences with office machine maintenance companies in the past. Thanks for giving me one less thing to worry about. If you are looking into purchasing office equipment or have a problem with the equipment you currently have, Give us a call at 303-825-5664. All right, Alan Davis, find out if if uh, solar is right for you and your house and what kind of rebates might be for you this year in 2023 as well. Do it quickly, though, 303-378-7537. Alan Davis knows that you value your energy independence. He also knows you would want your own personal power production facility if you could. That can happen today with solar panels and a battery system if you need it from Level Engineering. There is great pride in ownership and knowing that no one else can cut off your electricity and keep you from achieving complete energy freedom. KLZ listeners have taken these brave steps working with Alan. The typical benefits include no increase ever in your power bill, no additional bill due to the smart meter the power company has installed and great savings on your power bill, usually only about 65 to 75% of the amount you were going to pay the power company. Most everyone who now has solar is thrilled that they got it, just like some of our KLZ listeners. They love the freedom from the power company it gives them, and they loved the huge tax credit too. Call Alan Davis for a no-obligation quote. Call 303-378-7537. That's 303-378-7537. All right, we are it. Or I should say that's it. We're back. That's it. This hour is over and done. Stick a fork in it. We'll be back, though, another full hour coming your way. Kurt Rogers, of course, with our Monday Mortgage Minute, followed up by Wayne Black. We're going to talk about the ridiculous amounts of COVID relief money that's sitting there that hasn't been used to secure our schools, which was its intent. We'll be back and talk about that. Don't go anywhere. Hour three is next. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.